In this week's episode of Accelerate Slate, Katie and I will discuss common questions institutions have when thinking about using Slate for student success. We'll talk about whether or not to share an instance, techniques to help you stay better organized, determining who runs your instance, how to hide communications on a timeline, understanding entities, and resources for better understanding what Slate for student success means. We hope that you'll listen. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate Slate, an Enrollment Fuel podcast. You are here today with your hosts, Susanna Mayo and Katie Jordan. And today we are going to talk a little bit about student success. Um, We see a lot of people out there who are debating about whether or not they want to use Slate for student success, if they do want to use Slate for student success, if they're using it for admission or advancement? Should they use a shared instance? Should they get a second instance? But we also wanted to touch a little bit on some of the things you need to be thinking about with student success. So let's start, Katie, by talking about one instance or two. So this whole topic came up, um, and we call it Secret Conference, which is not the official name. I think the official name is Slate Sneak Peek. Um, but we started saying secret conference in 2022 and it's, it's stuck. I like so, secret conference. It sounds so much cooler. Right. It sounds like pretty cool. So when Suzanne and I were at secret conference, um, what I think was maybe last week, but possibly two weeks ago, but possibly this whole time is blurred for me. <laughs> um, one of the the questions that came up was, well, how many, in- how many institutions are using Slate for student success? Um, To which Slate said, well, we don't really know. (laughs) And it's an interesting question, right? Because there are some schools who will just organically grow from admissions into student success without ever kind of telling Slate. Um, Because that can happen to any number of degrees if it's just, you know, starting to bring in some other campus members, um, giving them access to data, if it's continuing to track students and kind of growing from there. Or maybe it's just a full-on implementation and you've gotten, maybe you've been able to let go of some other vendors. So they don't know. (laughs) Right, right. And that presents a challenge, of course, for them, because as people reach out and say, who's using student success? Well, they know some of them, but not everybody. So, um, So I think the first question we often hear even is when people are thinking about using Slate for student success, should we get a second instance or should we just use the instance that we already have? Which is a challenging question to answer. Um, I don't know that there is a right answer. I think a lot of it depends on who your staff is, who the people are who are going to be working in it, and your ability to work together. And so that is a challenge. Um, you know, we don't know those answers until we start talking more with the partner, but they have to make a lot of those decisions in-house. Now, for a lot of smaller schools, it makes sense to keep it in one instance because that is what they can afford. Um, you know, if we're talking about cutting out other partners um, or cutting out other services, then they're talking about a, cutting some budget and why pay for a second instance if you don't need to. With that being said, it can be a little cleaner to have a second instance where you just have the right people in. So um, one of the things that I think we want to talk about a little bit is how do you make sure that the the information is segmented in a way that people in financial aid or people in the registrar aren't necessarily seeing 
the data that is related to a prospective student. So, um, so let's start a little bit by talking about that option and what kind of permissions, roles, realms, those types of things you need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. I would also throw fields in there. Um, just when you think about naming conventions, um, and in the interest of having not duplicate keys, <laughs> Really, I think it all boils down to, Susanna, as you were starting to say, like very, very strong communication because you need to understand who needs what, who needs to see what, who needs to be able to manage what. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. Um, this is, um, I'll, I'll come back to my thought in a little bit. Never mind. But remind me to talk a little bit about timeline as we get more into student success. Okay. Okay. We will talk more about timeline <laughs> later. So be on your toes. Um, so exciting is coming. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so let's, let's think about this too. So Katie mentioned the strong naming conventions and that does mean, of course, folders, forms. Have you said folders before? <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like a broken record, um, but it is thinking about those things. I'm what's going to make sense for your teams. Um, You want to make sure it's very clear because even though your end users are not going to see everything, your super users, your captains are going to see everything in Slate. So you want to keep it as clean as possible. Um, So, you know, thinking about those names, I'm a big fan of putting my, like I put a pre-header essentially on every form, every portal, Everything that I build in Slate almost always has the similar starting point. So, you know, if I'm doing undergrad, grad, I have like a UG colon and then whatever I want to name it, grad, GR colon, whatever I want to name it, registrar, all caps, registrar colon, whatever I want to name it. And that just makes my life a little bit easier. And also for people looking through really quickly, all your stuff is right in the same type of space when you're looking at everything that you have. But then when you think about the folders, you want to think in kind of a similar kind of concept. Um, So what is going to help you make sure that things are segmented correctly and that it's clean and easy to find the documents, easy to find the forms that are related to the user that's going to be using Slate. Um, I said user a little bit too much there. Sorry, y'all. Um, but uh, that's that's a big part of it. And then, of course, when you're thinking about the popu- or the permissions, populations are a good way to think about making sure that you're seeing only the records that are relevant to you. Um, so you kind of want to be clear on that from the beginning. Now, of course, if you've already implemented Slate and are going to add on student success, you're going to have a lot of back work to go out out and clean up some of the stuff that you've already built so that you can make sure it's going to be clear as possible for student success. So we're talking several months probably to get everything to the point where you're ready to start moving into the student success world. 100%. I also, I think right now what we are specifically talking about is moving from undergraduate admissions to student success. If you already have a shared instance of undergraduate admissions and graduate admissions, Kind of sneaking student success into the middle there. It's a lot to think about, right? Because you already have your flow of getting them from being an undergraduate applicant to being a graduate inquiry. So needing to think about them also as a current student, it's a lot. And I'm not saying that it won't work. I'm not saying that it's not possible. But I am saying with our approach to the conversation today, when we are saying shared instance, I think we're specifically talking about undergraduate admissions. 
Yep. No, that's a very good point, Katie. Um, so, so yeah, so think about those permissions, think about those populations, think about, um, I love realms. I know not everybody does, but I always compare them to a shared drive on your university campus. So there are certain things that one department can see that another can't. Um, and so when you build out your realms, it gives you the option to say like, Oh, this is only for users who do yada, yada, yada. Um, so you want to fill in the blank with the right group of people. So again, just think about it like you would a shared drive. And I think most institutions have some Something like that. Um, so use that to kind of strategically plan for what you want to do when it comes to dividing your forms, events, all those other pieces that are easy to put into a realm. But if you want to add it to a role, you can do it that way. It's just digging into the permission a little bit more within that specific piece where the realm just is an option right away. And you can do that shared option immediately for them. Familiar with realms at all. <laughs> Um, it's essentially just a more targeted permission. So like Susanna was saying, instead of like clicking off, oh yes, this user can see all forms. It could be something like, okay, this person can see forms in the student success realm or in the admissions realm. So rather than kind of your free open, yes, run with forms, have fun, um, giving it a little bit more targeted access. Yeah. And I would say too, with realms, you want to probably start with pen and paper or maybe an Excel document. Um, and I uh, think about, you know, who needs to see which. So, you know, for example, my, my initial instance that I ever built was shared with graduate and undergrad. And there were, there were forms that I needed both populations to be able to see, but I didn't want faculty to be able to see. And so I created a realm for undergrad admissions, a realm for graduate admissions, and then a realm for all admissions. Um, so that way I could kind of, again, make sure the right people could see those right pieces. So start with Excel is probably going to be your easiest bet to export a list of all your forms. And then you can determine how you want to clean those up, how you want to segment them. So that way it's going to be ready if you decide to go with a shared instance. Now, if you decide to go with a unique instance for student success, you're still going to want to think about those permissions and populations and realms to a degree, but it's going to be look a little bit different. And that's also going to be dependent upon the structure of how you do student success. You know, if you've got a one stop, then sure, everybody can see everything. But if you're really talking about faculty advisors, seeing things different from the registrar, seeing things different from student accounts, from financial aid, it's important to be kind of streamlining that and thinking about who has which individual need. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I feel like you're you're taking a very neutral stance on sharing an instance or getting a fresh one. I mean, I I think there's no wrong answer. It's just the right answer for your campus. Now the other thing uh Katie that I think we want to talk about is who's in charge of it. Um so <laughs> right? <laughs> That is, that is such a good question, right? So let's just say that you are moving with a shared instance and you have a slate captain, uh, a slate admiral, the captain of the captains, um, who's been leading the charge in admissions for an amount of time, right? So they've, they've got it down. They know the drill. They are fully functional. They are going. And then here's a brand new user who's like, okay, well, I'm also in charge of this instance, but they haven't maybe been enslaved before that. It's tough. 
you know, <laughs> I don't want to avoid saying that that is a challenge. Um, frankly, for everyone involved, the the captain might feel some stress about like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much extra work for me to build, to maintain. The new person coming in is familiar with what the system has been, is feeling some growing pains. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the challenge is you don't want to have too many people trying to do things on their own. You know, if you've got that shared instance, you want to make sure that you've, you're collectively meeting regularly so that as changes are happening or as you're, you know, thinking about your strategy, you're all involved in those conversations and you're not going out and touching something that's not yours. And, and I think when we're thinking student success too, one of the things you've got to think about is somebody needs to be in charge. You know, as they say, when, when everyone's in charge, no one is in charge. Um, so <laughs> you want to have somebody who's kind of the lead on your campus who can say, okay, well, this is what we're going to do with student accounts today. This is what we're going to do with registrar. Um, so that you're thinking about things in a way that's going to make your life easier and not more complicated. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, and that, like Suzanne has been saying, that's going to be unique to every instance, every institution, but having one person overseeing the new build, the new implementation, the ongoing structure, I would say is pretty darn key. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've loved seeing is more schools that are going to having like a slate department of sorts. Um, and it's, it's that group that is maintaining your instance for the entire campus, whatever that looks like for you. It's mm -hmm. those people who are sharing ideas, understanding your campus culture and helping to develop the, your instance or instances in a way that makes sense for everybody. I like that. I like that a lot. So communication is key everywhere in Slate, but particularly when you are starting on a giant new build. Um, the reality is, even if you do go with separate instances, will admissions be called in to help implement, to help troubleshoot? Absolutely. Um, you're still not going to be setting up your information to flow back and forth between the two, or at least in one direction. You're going to need to pass off the kiddos. I say kiddos as if they're not, you know, adults. Um, but, you know, even, even if you do go separate instances, even if somebody else is completely running the student success ball game, there's still going to need to be communication and understanding of how each process is working to make your lives a little bit easier. Oh, absolutely. Well, and if you think about it, you know, admissions is one of the biggest collectors of data on any campus. And the data typically flows from Slate to a student information system. Um, and then oftentimes from the student information system directly to a student success instance. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's important for your student success people to understand how that data originated and the validity of it and to make sure that they really understand what that data means. And so as Katie alluded to, some schools will go directly from slate to slate. Some schools will go slate to student information system to slate. And, you know, it's thinking about those types of things as well. I think with student success, we're not at the point where student success is the same as it's it's not replacing student information systems at this time. And I say at this time, who knows what the future will bring? Um, but at this at this point in. 2023, uh, we are not necessarily trying to take over st 
student information systems, but we are trying to just make communication clearer, make it easier for your staff. Because I think what we see a lot of times with the people who work on the student success side of things is they are using a ton of different software that is not talking to each other. And so, you know, having a slate where everything can really be housed and have the feed come over directly from a student information system on a regular basis to say who has an advising or registration hold, you know, who still owes money, who got a new scholarship, you know, all that information can be key to making sure you're communicating with your students. And that communication is going to help with retention of those students. I was, yeah, I was going to say, as you're listing all of these things that, you know, are flowing, being able to do all communications in-house and have it documented on the student's timeline. Amazing. Oh, I think I take that for granted. I really do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The timeline is so helpful in being able to really understand what's going on with a student. Did we just circle back to timeline? Oh, uh, we did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How serendipitous. Wow. (laughs) So let's talk about timeline before we forget. Well, so it's really that, you know, I, I I worked with a couple of schools who have been like, you know, dabbling into student success from admissions. Um, Like they're established instances, they're working really well. And they're like, okay, now what? Right. It's a pretty natural question because we say all the time, like your slate instance is never done. There's always something. And I think leaning into student success is pretty natural. So one thing that I know schools have run into are issues with the timeline security in particular. Mm, Yes. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough conversation because right now, I don't think that there is a great answer in Slate other than to take away timeline access from the admissions realm. (laughs) Once a student has matriculated, If you are communicating with that student through student success in Slate, I would hide it. I would lock it down from admissions, which is maybe controversial. But the reason why is if you are sending out, if more so if the student is responding to emails, to text messages with personal sensitive information, I was a nosy admissions counselor, right? I will put that out there. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, but like, <laughs> I would go back and like check on the students that I recruited, that I had a relationship with. And luckily, <laughs> you know, luckily I didn't, I don't think I saw anything too sensitive, but with student success, you're talking about like these, these students like day to day lives and personal problems. They might have health problems, family concerns. And if they're communicating like with an advisor, with an RA, with anybody through a slate platform it's open yeah. on the time so there is and if it's a sh- if it's a shared instance i think that that can become very oversharing very quickly i i think that's a really good point katie and it's something i know i've heard from from other slate captains um at summit and through other conversations so i think you are dead on in hiding that timeline from admissions once a student's matriculated makes a lot of sense just wanted to put it out there because I, I've heard it a couple times and it's always like, oh, yep, makes sense. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I think that's a good point. So I think the other thing we want to make sure we touch on too is there are some differences in building a traditional undergraduate or graduate instance 
versus what you do with student success or even advancement tends to use some of the same tools that student success uses a little bit more. So Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love student success. I don't know if that's I'm across. <laughs> um, because one of the things I really love in Slate is taking tools that I've learned that I've used before and using them in different ways, right? And student success is a great example of like having a tool set and thinking creatively with it. So I do think one of the tools I needed to learn moving into student success was creating entities, right? Entities did not come up much for me in my admissions work. Um, So just very broadly speaking, um, an entity is a very customized data table that can store one to many pieces of information. And if you're like, okay, Katie, thank you so much. What does that mean? Um, yes, let's hear the translation. <laughs> okay, end podcast right there. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so use cases. Um, I think some of the most common ones are going to be things like um, scholarships. So every single institution has completely unique scholarships named after who only knows what. Um, but one student can have many unique scholarships. Um, Within student success, one student can take many different courses. Um, One student can have many notes made on their profile. So anything that is a data table unique to your instance where you want to store many pieces of information. Entities. (laughs) I I love that description. It makes a lot of sense. And especially when you see it in action. I like it. <laughs> so it's it's honestly, the good news is it's pretty straightforward to build an entity. There is some great documentation in the knowledge base. Um, the only tip I will give you is if you go to the knowledge base and you just type in the word entity, it doesn't give you any responses. If you type in entities. <laughs> All right. Pro tip. Just a weird little thing I've found. Um, right. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's what they say about entities. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> we have a new tagline now for entities all. <laughs> I would be so surprised if that did not show up in the knowledge base now. Right. Um, <laughs> so you go to database, uh, you create the name for it. Um, you're really just naming it within database. Super duper easy. Um, you do have to create unique entity scoped fields. But you can reuse any prompt list you already have. Prompt lists are scope neutral. We love it. Um, Refresh your fields. Refresh your configurable joins library. Still refresh my slate template library to be on the same side. (laughs) But that's just who I am. Um, Entities do have to be stored on individual widget forms. So you go to forms. You change your scope to, believe it or not, widget. select the entity, and then you will have all of your fields that you just built show up under your options. The trick in the step that I think a lot of people forget is you need to then edit your properties and put on your custom list fields there, or else it will show up blank on your student record. That That's not super helpful. So... Well, and we've talked a little bit about entities, but if it's not something you're super familiar with and you don't want to go out and build them in your home instance, everyone has access to launch um, the Slate showcase environments. Mm -hmm. And I would highly recommend if you're 
thinking about moving into student success, that you go out and see the resources that are already available from the Technolutions team. So, you know, all you have to do is, of course, go to your database, go to your test and other environments, and then you just switch to turn on the Slate Showcase for student success. There's a lot of great examples, a lot of good information there. The other thing you can do is if you're thinking about dabbling in student success or you think you might want to go that direction, attend a community forum. They have them all the time. It's a good option to go in and just hear what other people are talking about or maybe ask your own questions and find out like, okay, what have been the biggest successes, biggest failures, biggest challenges with doing student success on a campus. And you can ask people who are there, are they sharing an instance or are they buying a separate instance for student yeah. success? So there are some great resources that are out there that are free for you to use as long as you're a Slate user. Mm -hmm. And um, they're, they're there for you. So we highly recommend utilizing those. And step five of creating an entity. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got really excited about sharing the resources. <laughs> Just close the loop on that one. Um, take your widget, put it onto a different form. Oh. But you are completely right that the showcase environments are wonderful. I use them for inspiration. I think that there are some, I mean, the, they're technicians built. Like there's going to be some cool stuff in there, some great portals some great reports, landing pages, everything. I I definitely check those out. Yep, absolutely. So um, I think that concludes everything we wanted to chat about today when it comes to student success. So thank you all for listening. We hope this gives you some ideas, some inspiration for your thoughts on moving to student success. And once again, this is Susanna Lehman-Mayo and... Katie Jordan. So thanks for listening and we'll see y'all soon.